Welcome everybody to episode two of the Morbid Minutes. Demons. It's all about demons. It's all about demons. Yeah, demonology, possession. Sure. The World Wide Web says this about demons. A demon, or fiend, is a supernatural, often malevolent, being prevalent in religion, occultism, literature, fiction, mythology, and folklore. In Christian demonology, the deities of other religions are sometimes interpreted or created as demons. The evolution of the Christian devil and pentagram are examples of early rituals and images that showcase evil qualities as seen by the Christian churches. Perhaps one of the most famous stories of demons comes from, of course, the Bible. Matthew 8, verses 28 through 34. When he arrived at the other side in the region of the Gerardines, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God, they shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into town and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. So where I'll start is, I know this young lady, her name is Elizabeth. She sees a lot of paranormal things. She sees a lot of ghosts. She sees a lot of strange apparitions, specters, those kind of things. And uh, her sister is also possessed, was possessed, maybe still is possessed, and actually had a exorcism done by Bishop McKenna in Connecticut, who was affiliated with the Warrens. And of course, if you know anything about these movies like The Conjuring and Annabelle, and McKenna wanted to distance himself from the Warrens because he thought that, you know, it was just a bunch of garbage. Crack pottery yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, I had this, this young lady come over to the house on Easter of all days. Uh, we have a guest with us today, Elizabeth. She sees ghosts, different spirits. Welcome to the show. Thanks. You see things, you see spirits and everything. How, you know, when did this start? How, how old were you? How did this start for you? It started at age 26 with a massive overdose. Can I say that? Absolutely. Uh, um, it started at age 26. I attempted suicide. The next day, my mother, I was telling my mom that whole night, like, I thought I was seeing things things were moving around me and I chalked it up to I was hallucinating so did my parents they were like you know she's hallucinating she just took a giant overdose then when three days later I was still seeing these things they called the priest okay. and had him come bless the house and bless me and yeah have you ever felt the presence of evil in your house and if so describe it the best you can well yes I feel evil and I that's when you said I see ghosts I see spiritual energies okay more I did this started with me seeing full beings dressed clothed whatever then over time it has just turned into um oil on a sidewalk you know the heat coming off the sidewalk that clear shininess I see them in the shapes of different beings I wake up at night with black spinning things in my room that will come down and look like a heat sensor of a human being. 
always different. And then I'll get online and find out that my friend had died and that's who was just in my room. Wow. And also I live with evil. We're going to get more into the living with evil in a minute. So you told me one time that, you know, you walk down your hallway and you can see spirits like coming towards you, like energies or whatever people. They or... actually come out of my kitchen and walk out my front door. And it doesn't even phase me anymore because I'm just so used to it. They're always around me. We could say, oh, somebody could say like your house is haunted, but you see this wherever you go. You, you've even seen things here yep. in this apartment. You've yep. seen things over at your friend's house that have really bothered you to the point where you've left. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a feeling that caused me to leave. Right. Of a serious electric charge, like so bad that I was zapping everything that I touched with. And there was like the little green zappies that come off your fingers, everything. And my friends were laughing. And they thought it was funny, but they couldn't feel the feeling that I felt inside of me. And it was pain, 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 pain. And it was just this one little room in an attic of an old house on County Street. So, I mean, you've even seen stuff here. What kind of things do you, like, see here when, when you see them? What do they look They're, like? Kind um, of it's mostly just it will, be like, it will be out of the corner of my eye type thing. And white, you know, white things back, back and forth, back and forth. But the last time I was here, I just remembered that something kept touching my nose. Your wife said that she gets that in the middle of the night, something just repeatedly touching my nose. But sometimes if they want my attention, it will be like, it will feel like something's waving its hands in front of my face. So do you look at this kind of as a, a blessing or is it like a curse kind um, of thing for you? When, you know? when my friends die, it, it can be your curse. They come to me for the energy to go see their loved ones or do whatever it is they need to do. And because I am sensitive or whatever I am, they come to me and suck my energy. And it, they drain every happy thought, every good feeling, every. So they kind of they kind of come to you like a as a battery charger in a way. They yes. like to, to, so they can go and manifest somewhere mm -hmm. else. Yes, yeah, to, to the people energy. that really matter. Yes. We, we knew we were going to get her as a guest on the show, but I felt, you knew I felt a little uncomfortable with her here and talking about those things and sharing some of the recordings. So you were brave and you said, no, it's fine. We already hang out with this gal. We'll do it at my house. Right. So we hang out with her and she, she has a lot of things wrong with her physically. One of the things she suffers from are migraines. And after we started to kind of hang out with her, we started to get, my wife and I started to get these really bad headaches all the time. It's crazy. So, okay, let's talk about your migraines, your headaches. Do you um, think that has anything to do with this, I've, the connection? I've been sick ever since this happened. Um, more ailments, the headaches, definitely. Do you think, right. though, like, I mean, bad shit has, like, happened since, like, all this? I mean, following you around, kind of like a dark cloud I think that stuff? everything that's wrong with me has a spiritual reason for it. Maybe I'm supposed to do something, help somebody, and I will be you know, plagued with this until I figure out what I'm supposed to do or how I'm supposed to help, but... And and what, how much do the doctors know? Do you, like, you know, you've seen... My neurologist okay. knows, and I told you that I am. I am missing the smaller vein on the right side of my head. Usually this shows up in epileptic people, which is what they say to most mediums, that if they're not epileptic, they have, quote, hallucinations. Quote, so hallucinations. So I'm being told that my hallucinations are due to my missing artery. Let's uh, let's kind of go into a little bit of a background. What are your parents like? Were they, you know, God crazy? In other words, could all this, like some people could um, say, oh, could, this could just be, you know, the, the hysterical seed they planted in her mind. Uh, they could say that. I'm Catholic. 
Happy Easter. So but I was raised that ghosts weren't real. And when I was eight years old, we were wrapping Christmas presents, and my mom got a call from my my mom's eldest daughter. Um, they were on the phone for an hour. Things got weird. My mom got off the phone and sat me and my other sister down. I have five sisters. So sat her, us down and said, you know, I have to tell you this, and I was hoping to wait until you were at an older age, but ghosts are real. And your sister, Nicole, has one in her house because she thought that the neighbors had been there all week and complained to the landlord that they were making all this noise and banging on the walls and, you know, knocking on her door, playing like ding-dong ditch on her door. He said, no, your tenants moved out, moved out of there months ago. You've been living alone for the past month. Her uh, fiancé had just gone away for a month, so she was alone and all this is happening. And that's when, you know, Richard Jack's Jackson and the what the Catholic Church the exorcism yes the exorcism people all got involved okay and then my sister started biting holes in people and my mom and you know like sneaking out her window when not necessary doing just crazy things but that was when I was eight so yes okay so you think she started becoming possessed at eight what started it you even told me that she was climbing sixteen she She yeah she used to climb the walls never the ceiling but she could climb up the walls. We always just thought it was because she was very athletic. We never, and, and that was around this time that she was doing that. But so how'd that start? All of a sudden, like one day, she just kind of started doing strange stuff. She was like, stuff, hey, mom, or... watch this, you know? But yeah. then she would just, she would get really mean and really violent. What but other things was she kind of, you know, doing at that time? I didn't believe in ghosts then. Though. Yeah. And I still didn't until 26 when I was kind of forced to. Right. But she just, I, and you know, I was eight. I don't have a real memory. I have a memory of the people coming of us driving to Connecticut for Bishop McKenna to give her an exorcism. I remember during that exorcism, I saw little black things running out of her body and just chalked it up to me being eight and me being a scared little kid and seeing what my mom wanted me to see. You were there. You actually saw it? Yeah, I was sitting in the church when they exercised her. And you saw little black things running out? Little black, like little, you know, like it it makes me think of the little devils with the pitchforks that sit on your shoulder, but they were black. And a whole trail of them just ran out of my sister's body and... I've always thought that I made that up. They caught it on the tape, which my mom buried somewhere with a bunch of medals and prayers and whatever because she didn't want any part of it, and Bishop McKinnon kept his copy of the tape. After the exorcism, she comes home. Your sister comes home. Is she normal at that point again? Do you remember that? She can't remember the past year of her life. She couldn't even remember the past year while she was possessed. She doesn't remember anything that she did. So what do you remember when she came back? I mean, you were young, too. Do you remember if she was, like, okay then after that? I really, honestly, I'd be lying if I said I remembered. I don't. I don't. And I thought my parents were the crazy people that believed in ghosts, and my mom especially. And, you know, it had gotten around my Catholic school that my mom thought her her daughter was possessed, and, you know, everyone thought I was crazy. So I kind of, I resented this growing up. I hated the thought of me being the girl with the crazy mother who believed in ghosts. And my other sisters loved, they relished in it. Like, they, you know, my other sisters are sensitives, but not to the extent that I have become. And they, you know, they liked it. And they'd be like, oh, I feel a bad energy in this room. And I'm like, you guys are liars. It's just a room. You know, boy, is that, you know, karma laughing in my face now. <laughs> All right, so uh, there. here's a question from Len. He couldn't be here because our schedules are so mixed up and everything. He says... Uh, if there's a demon in your sister, it stands to reason that there is a devil in Lucifer. If the devil exists, then surely God must. You believe in God. So ask God to hear a question on the podcast. If you had any question to ask God, 
What question would that be? Why me? What am I supposed to do with this? So out of all the things that you've seen, and it sounds like you've seen quite a bit, what's the most frightening thing you have seen? When I, the door on my back porch, I see the portal. I see the wall between the living and the dead. Right, like the, took a veil. The veil. I see the veil in my backyard. Yeah. I can see where the veil comes, where it stops, starts again somewhere else. And I think that's what my kitchen is. Now. So it's like a portal, you're saying. Yes. And they keep coming, they come back and forth through mm-hmm. there. You see it. It comes right off the corner of my house, and the back door that's attached to that, in that back door, I have seen things that I have blocked out because they're terrifying. Like? Um, and I don't like to bring it to your subconscious like and make you upset. scary, demonic-looking faces on my own face. Things like I've seen, like, little girls crawled up behind me. Like, you know, you turn around and it's not there, but in this reflection, it is there. And, you know, I always chalk it up to you're crazy. Yeah. crazy and then it just sure. keeps happening and when it's happening you're like you are not crazy this is absolutely real absolutely last time that we all got together and we're all very good personal friends and everything you were telling me about an instance where you had your friend over at the house and there was a recording you have the recording with you so give us a little backstory on the recording before you play it i was watching medium i pushed pause and got a glass of water or whatever came back pushed play and I just heard this atrocious, evil-sounding, demonic-sounding voice coming out of the thing. And I thought, your wife thought it was the speaker or something. I thought it was the computer. And then after being, like, just engrossed in this voice, just staring at it, all of a sudden I thought, shit, I should record this. You know? And I, so I pick up my phone, start recording it. It starts morphing into the words on the show and still saying them in that voice. And then just totally stops. Like, it didn't want to be recorded. Yeah. So I've heard this thing. She's gonna. She's getting ready to play this, but I've heard this. This absolutely scares the shit right out of me. I realized it was saying the words on the show now. There's just something about that that whole thing that just doesn't sit right with me, you know? And every time you play that thing, I get the chills up my back, and it's just like, get the f*** out. I don't want you around. When you played it here last time, I said the same thing. I was like, get out. I don't want you here. You're not allowed here. So there's definitely something wrong with that recording. You can feel it. I I drove her home. After the interview, I drove her home and I looked at this house. I pulled up to it. It looked just like a regular split-level ranch. You know, sure. There was nothing ominous about it. There was nothing foreboding about the whole thing. And as soon as I pulled out of the driveway, I had the worst pain in my heart, in my chest. It was like somebody had taken a dagger and heated it and just stuck it right through. As I drove back home, the pressure became worse. I actually had to pull over and I had to try to get a hold of myself. Finally, I got into the parking lot in the back of our apartment and I said, get away from me. You're not allowed in me. You're not allowed around me. I said, you know, get away. Don't want you here. 
I, uh, it still was happening. I got up into my house and I sat down on the couch. I'm still holding my chest and it probably took about two or three minutes for it to go away. But people are gonna say that was gas or whatever. Let me tell you something. I've had issues where I've had both of my lungs collapse. I know what pain is. I have never felt pain like this before. Uh, it was a completely different kind of pain, Len. Nothing since? No problems since? No, no problems, nothing. Nothing in the house or whatever or, or anything like that. We have nothing. So, I mean, and it was, yeah. it was strange. And I, I actually feel like whatever it is was pissed that the story came out. And, you know, we've actually told what's going on in, in that house now. You know, and you're asking me about the bad, but like the good. Yeah, what's is, the good? The good is that the love of my life who died in November came back and said goodbye after sucking my energy for three days. Right. The day of his funeral, he, I think he was, you know, a little conceited and wanted to see who was at his funeral. And he went to his own funeral. And that night he came and I I, I thought I was awake. I um, said, babe, is that you? Because I heard a noise and I could see one of those sure. you know, see-through things. And this is the clearest I've ever seen anything. Sure. He came out and he, and he wasn't dating me at the time. But he came out and he said, yes, babe, it's me. I just wanted to tell you I love you. I've always loved you. There was never anyone else. And while he was in his coffin, I wanted to kiss him. I wanted to touch his face. He had such a soft face. And... I haven't touched that face in five years. We haven't been together for five years. You know, in dreams, when you touch things, you don't actually feel them. Sure. I touched his face. I kissed his lips. And I knew that face, and I knew those lips, and I knew it was him. All right. What about what about as far as your sister goes? Your sister has moved back home now, and mm -hmm. this is several years later, so... I, you know, um, and she discovered drugs at the age of 30, and she's a special kind of drug addict. She, I've never seen such a bad drug addict in my life. I'm, you know, I'm a recovered addict myself. There's something very wrong with the way she relies on drugs and things she's wanting to do to get them, and it's not, you know, I wouldn't put it past her to kill our whole entire family for, you know, one hit of crack or one Percocet or anything if she needed it. You still think maybe the demons in her has come back kind I, of thing? Or? Well, when you do drugs, you hang out in very sketchy places with very dark things there. Sure. And I think she picked up something yeah. along the way that said, oh, a familiar face. Does she Does she believe it? Like, does she, is she like, oh, oh she, I'm, she I'm possessed? Or, you know, or does she, she doesn't think she is anymore, but she won't talk about it. And when I try to talk, tell her about the things that happened to me, even the happy things, because sometimes... It's like somebody threw a bunch of glitter at me, and, and then something good will happen. There are good things, and they come in pretty pictures. And she doesn't even want to hear about that. She's terrified to listen to any of this. That door I was telling you about that shows the scary faces, sure. she looked, I said, look in this door, look in this door. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to. The one time she did, she burst into tears and ran in her room. She said, there is something not wrong with that. There is something very wrong with Elizabeth, Mom. There's something very wrong with her. So, she needs help. So, she, you, do you think she sees the she, ghost too? Or? She saw whatever I saw in that door. So she's, yeah. So and it's there and she's got she, it. She, in ever since, she doesn't want to hear any of my stories. She doesn't want to. Has anybody like brought a Ouija board in there or anything and tried to mess with that? They would or? never let me. Yeah. They would never let me, you know? So what do you think about, like, okay, now we're talking about your house, the portal, the veil is there and everything. Do you think that there was maybe something there before that, maybe buried there or, you know, any history with that? Or? My sister, when this came home with her, she had been living with a man whose um, mother was a witch. 
Um, so let's who, let's go into that. You told me this story, but they, everybody doesn't know. So it's, <laughs> this is fascinating. They found her hair in a box, or in a box with like some kind of like shrine-looking thing tied up with twine. I think she brought that home from. A man whose mother thought she was a witch was playing with dark magic and summoned something, cursed her. Why she? Why didn't she curse her? I mean, what was the reason? She didn't want her with her son, or yeah, yeah. that's exactly why. My sister was the girl that every girl wanted to be and every guy wanted to be with. That's what she was, and now she's just cursed. She's cursed, and she's just um. She's full of bad stuff. She's a towny piece of shit. And so am I. Well, you've recovered, and you know yeah, you're on your way to recovery and things like that. So I mean, it's like not like you're still wallowing in the dark. Oh yeah, I'm well recovered, you know? but it's not like that. You know, that's still you know you're not still rolling in the mud. You know, with this kind well, of. Well, I am so. living with her. Well, sure, <laughs> but know? but it's not like you're using or anything no, like I that, or you know. I haven't so. used in a long time. But living there... with her, I I get dark sometimes. Being around her makes me gag. Makes me dry heat. Just the energy that comes off from her. Because it's so, it's so it's bad. It's so potent and thick and just like being covered in slime. She's a slimy, yeah. skinny, scary person. So anyway, this has been a, a super great interview. I appreciate you coming here and sharing it with us because I mean I know this is such a personal thing, and it's not like I thought, hey, I'd, I'm gonna exploit one of my friends or anything like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, like fascinated me so much when you when we got together. We became friends, and you, you you trusted me enough to like listen to this story, and I listened. I saw to all the black you and your wife wore, and I was like, I gotta tell these people. <laughs> Finally, somebody I can tell. <laughs> so, I was just like, you know, I heard it. I was fascinated. I was like, wow, but I feel bad, you know, at the same time that you have to keep going through this. But I appreciate you coming and sharing your story with everybody. It's an amazing story. It was a good interview, very scary. And on on the way home, driving her home, I started talking about her house. And you know, cause she, in the interview, she talks about how her house is a portal, like there's it's a, a gateway. It's right, a gateway, right. right, for for the dead to come back and forth in and out. So she told me she was like, yeah, she goes, they're they're all over the place, man. There's gateways all over. I don't know what I believe, but I would believe it true about Bennington. If there are portals to hell, there's probably many here, and all it takes is just. A little time spent in seeing the weight and the heavy depression that weighs this community down. On a scientific level, Vermont gets the least amount of sunshine in all of the states. <laughs> you can see it. But there is something special about Bennington. People move away and they find themselves nostalgic for this place when they really shouldn't be. It's like an abusive spouse. People always that. seem to return. Yeah, I love that. That's that's a great analogy. A dark, depressive cloud almost hangs over this town really does at least for me yeah i think everybody that lives here can feel it but we're also drawn to it there's always a shadow in the shadow the whole situation with elizabeth was you know it's 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 frightening and me and my wife feel very we're very concerned for her at this point very very concerned but we 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 do not know what to do Thanks, everyone, for listening. For more on the subject of demons, please check out episode 2.5. See you on the dark side. This is really scary. I'm so glad you did it at your house and not here.